0: Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it is time once again for 40 Plus Real man Real Talk, and I'm going to warn you already, I don't know where we're going today, but I do know where we're going, but I can tell you my guest and I, when we get together, it well, it's just a nanny, to say the least. It's because we're both from Oklahoma, and we're both in our 40 pluses, I'm about 15 years ahead of him. Sometimes I'll call her her or girl, so just get ready. We are going to go to the dark side of the gay on this one a little bit, but I want all you straight guys to listen because you're going to definitely get something out of this one because when we get together, we wander, and we wander to some places that, oh, God, who knows where we're going, but you'll get something out of this because he's a therapist, I'm a coach, and we're going to dive right in. His name is Matt, I call him Maddie. And um, he has an amazing podcast called 90 Day Gaze. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, actually, if I let him take over right now, he just talked about it all the way. So um, but um, anyway, welcome, buddy, girl, all that good stuff. Welcome to the, the man podcast. Can you believe I'm actually doing this?
1: Oh, whoa, The main, I love it. I feel butch. Hello. Thank you yes. for having me, sugar. I appreciate it. Is it is the
0: 40 plus real men, real talk podcast. Well,
1: And I think for your straight men, please listen, you know, because I feel like I love straight men. I've slept I with too. a lot of them. <laughs>
0: there we go. You're <laughs> <We're> already derailed.
1: <laughs> no, no, I do. You know, I do love, I love that, um, well, it's interesting not to talk about. I mean, just to, I don't mean to self promote, but I do, we do this podcast called The 90 Day Gays about 90 Day Fiancé. And some of the men on there are getting uh-huh. called like gay or trans or whatever. This one right, guy right. specifically, whereas he's just a man who is very comfortable, likes to get a manicure. And so it's, so it's, I feel like so many men in their 40s now, especially yep. earlier 40s, it's cool to see that like, there's a new, you see like male, men's nail salons and men exactly. taking care of mental health and these ideas that quote unquote were feminine. I feel like now we realize that's just kind of BS. It is and total it's like, bullshit. Yeah, live your life. So I love, I, they're like, an, I mean, it's hard to tell. When, when I was single and in, in walking out, you, you wouldn't know <laughs> if a man's gay or straight or just, you know, Gary. No yeah, idea. it is
0: scary, especially for us gay guys. We're like, hmm. I know. Are we Do we not to... say hello or not? You know, we never know. Because we
1: don't want to Me Too anyone.
0: Well, so, anyway. Well, we might want to Me Too, <laughs> but it means a whole <laughs> whole other thing in our world. So.
1: Oh, I've been Me Too many a times.
0: <laughs> right. But I, book, I love yeah. having Matt on because we have tons of fun, but we also bring lots of perspectives. And he just. He just turned 40, so he is just sure it is. stepping in. His toes have just dipped into this next, um, what do we call it, decade? Yes, that's what they're called. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm so old, I'm going, am I in the next millennium yet? So, um, But anyway. <laughs> where am I? Yeah, where am I? I'm in 56, so that's like halfway, over halfway depending. Of course, by the time I, you know, by the time I get up into those elder years, we might be living until 150. I'm like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> too tired. Yeah. Of that. But you just never know. Your knee
1: replaced, your elbow replaced, mm-hmm, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's, yeah, let's I, talk about what's what you, you just turned 40. I know some yep. people freaking freak out. Other people like me, I didn't freak out. That was one of my best decades. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about my 50s. That's been a little bit different. But um, so you you just dipped your toe in and, and how you feeling?
1: Good. You know, 39 was actually worse, worse than 40. It mm. was the, the year of, for me, for people that are listening, I am a therapist, but I'm also a podcaster. I'm also I live in LA and I'm an actor and a producer. So I have gay DD. So yeah, I'm doing a lot very of Very gay DD,
0: trust me. Very gay DD.
1: <laughs> um, and so... But for me, you know, I'm still, you know, uh, I still work, you know, part time at a day job, you know, just to make ends meet. I'm doing the hustle. And so there very much was, I remember when I was 30 saying, I hoped I wasn't doing the side hustle so much. Yep, and yep. now that I turned 39, I had this immense pressure to try to get out of any day side job hustles because I did not want to be doing them when I was 40. Cut to still here, still getting there. But um, <laughs> so... For me when forty came it was it was I was worried about it so much before that I've decided that when things freak me out, I mean sugar, I just say, you know, you gotta you gotta feel it to heal it. And so mm-hmm. I just like said, Okay, I'm gonna do this. So instead of being weary of forty, girl I hired a country music band and had my family come out here and I sang a whole set of country music songs like 10 sets Okay, set I got to know party. which
0: ones do, who, who were some of the artists you sang because this is this is so interesting. Well, and
1: you, you know I opened it with Shania Twain's Man I Feel Like a Woman cuz I there love Shania go. Twain. But um <laughs> but I also sang I threw as a throwback girl, I threw some Barbara Mandrell Sleeping Single right. in a Double Bed.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. I did a little George Strait. Mm-hmm. um a little rocky top all right so you know you uh, reba you know i did oh, a duet to
0: reba because we got du- to honor I, our oklahoma girl so there we go i did
1: a duet with my friend jake and he and i both sang does he love mm-hmm. you because we had to do it all right so it was it, but it was really great because i encourage people that people i know some people don't some people say i don't celebrate birthdays but i think that you know, as Hokies, it sounds, life really is such a gift. And yes. I realized that a lot of times a couple of years ago when I helped kind of nurse my aunt into the transition of death from mm-hmm. cancer. And I, that was the kind of first time I saw that.
0: Yep. And I
1: thought, wow, really is this whole breathing thing is a, a grateful thing that we, that we get to experience. And in doing that whole 40, the things I was worried about my 40th birthday, I was like, No, it doesn't freaking matter because I'm here at this Mm -hmm. party. My mom's here. My dad's here. My brother's here. I've got a hundred friends here. Everybody's just having fun and celebrating and look at this life that I have to celebrate. So I encourage people, make yourself celebrate and you'll kind of get yourself out of any birthday slump.
0: And, And to me, the celebration is such the key. And I remember my 40th birthday because my husband and I had only been together Gosh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I think we were only together a couple of years. Uh, well, well, okay, we've been together 18 years. So, you know, the memory starts to go like, did we even wake up together today? Oh, yeah. We're That's still true. There. Yeah. but um, Am I was, pregnant? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> God, I hope not at my age. God forbid. Uh, Rick's carrying what, I, twins, I, y'all. She's I, I, I carrying low. I, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, now you see he derailed me like he always does. I'm like all in my head now. especially when you, you know, when you spent, I was, okay. I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma, but you know, it's Mm -hmm. like the whole barefoot and thing, man, that whole vision just came into my,
1: that's real anyway.
0: But, um, you know, at 40, we had been together a couple of years. My parents weren't super, super accepting yet of me as a gay man. Mm -hmm. And then I got the interesting call from my dad. Like, so you got a birthday coming up, don't you? I'm like, "Yeah." yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? yeah well what you doing we're having a party we haven't got our invitation I'm like you said you would never come to a party where there's a whole bunch of gay people so we're throwing a party and that's what's gonna happen there's gonna be a bunch of gay well we could probably show up i'm like that's wonderful yay but you know it's like (laughs) wow now what do i do because my head was in a whole different space like wow this is happening and i'd resign myself and you're it was like, really honey, good. cancel the cancel the go go dancer. Yeah, exactly. No go go boys, <laughs> and, and the, that g string parade, forget it. It Ain't happening. <laughs> Even though and that wouldn't have happened anyway, because we had a lot of. Well, actually, probably would have happened because a lot of my straight friends would have been like, "Oh, look, this is how the gays play." <laughs> oh, they oh been,
1: my, my mother would start tipping that go go dancer. Oh, I'd be yeah, horrified. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, I would have had many many friends doing that. So um, which is funny. There's another story about this, but yeah, it turned into something really good. My parents did show up. And it was almost a, what I'm going to call a cleansing. It was like a spiritual cleansing. Like, okay, they came, they stayed, then they did leave. And then I broke down. As I always like, people are like, you know, speech, speech, speech. I'm like, "God, girls, I'm drunk, you know. Mm. But I remember the first words that came out about how, how special that night was. Not because of the decade thing and all that but that my parents actually showed up. And then of course I just lost it. I became, you know, little blubber on LMA right there on the (laughs) side of the pool and all the water that splashed out. I just put it right back in with all those teardrops. So, you know, it was just, it was an interesting thing. And um, it set the tone, I believe for the rest of my forties, Ooh, about anything's possible. Everything started happening for me in my forties. I started doing this work. I started the podcast. I wrote a book. And it was like, girl, I was busy. <laughs> I was yeah. busy in them forties.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it was really amazing. I left my corporate world. I realized I was done. Wiped my hands clean of ever working for somebody again. Every once in a while I go, that was kinda of stupid, girl. <laughs> but it's like there ain't no paycheck this Friday. Well, girl, you if you work for somebody <laughs> <laughs> there would be. Oh, you know?
1: I guess I better get out on the alley streets mm-hmm.
0: and hustle. I like better get tonight. go on that street corner over there where all these. Mm-hmm. Guys, so my window looks out onto the corner here of our street, and I'm be- getting distracted because there's all sorts of jogger boys going by today. But anyway, it's it is an interesting space to be in. And I think for many men, if we allow that piece of oh my god, it's you know I'm this old now, God it takes us and it derails us, which it doesn't see have my to. Parents. I see
1: that with my parents now. They're they're sixty nine, and my mom especially is saying things like, "Well, I'm going to be seventy. I'm I'm old," Mm -hmm. and I thought, "No," and I get it. Where because girl, the the day before the night of my fortieth birthday party, I threw my back out moving my acid reflux (laughs) pillow on my bed. So
0: (laughs) I mean that's some shit right there. Okay, that that's yeah, that's some shit for sure. So there definitely okay, is. So I want to make sure you all heard that moving his <laughs> acid reflux pillow. <laughs> that would be like bending over to move your squatty potty out of the way. Yes. And then you can't take a dump after that. I mean, <laughs> yes.
1: yes. so it was definitely, so my, I'm not someone who's not athletic and I wasn't in the best shape. That has been a wake up call for me, for my body wise to yep. do that. But it's, so I get that where my parents, their body is. I can't even imagine at 70 right. the way your body's starting to feel. But mentally, you know, one of the best things that happened to me when I was getting my uh, master's, I, I ran a gay men's uh, senior group uh, for two years, a group mm-hmm. therapy group. Mm-hmm. And that was literally I always say to people: if people are freaked out by their age. Volunteer for people that are older with you, Absolutely. and learn. You see what it. You see the people that are thriving and the people that are just dying. Mm-hmm. You really do see. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I feel like I think you hit it so on the head. The one thing that really distinguishes that or differentiates those people are the people that celebrate their life, mm-hmm. and no matter what stage they're in. And so I think, yeah, I think I agree with you. I realize that my forty. The last two years kind of just were, as one of my friends says, we're a lazy Susan of shit sandwiches. <laughs> and so it's just, I think really though, that helped at 40 to just <clears throat> celebrate something really. And as men, especially let's talk about straight men again, because straight men, especially they get one emotion and that's called anger yep. or or celebrating at sports. Yep. But they, this idea of celebrating yourself and the whole self and like doing something for yourself and, and making an event that you're turning 40 or 43 mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. 50, whatever. whatever it is. That's like, well, I feel like men sometimes don't get the permission to do that. And they should.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I feel like this conversation is so good because, one of the things I know that Matt and I both are <clears throat> really focused on, well, many things, but depends on the day and the drink, what we're focused on, but... Latin, it,
1: Latin men?
0: Yeah, um, well, like Latin men, <laughs> black man. Okay, we're, we, Latin, we go off that that derailment too. Yeah, it's about it. bridging these, building these bridges between men, because I think there's so yes. many spaces, whether it's your straight man, and this is the only way we can play together. And then there's the straight man and the gay man. And okay, we can only like play this way. And I want it. That's the reason I, I brought this podcast to life was like, it's time for the bullshit to stop. Whatever the bullshit is. There's so much bullshit in men's life and let's talk about it. Let's get real about it. Oh, and by the way, sometimes it's going to be straight guys. Sometimes it's going to be gay guys. Sometimes it's going to be transgender guys. I don't really mm. care. Yeah. It has nothing to do with sex and sexuality, but sometimes it will. And sometimes it's going to be guys who've been through divorce. Sometimes it's going to be guys who've been living with the same person for 45 years. Lord help me. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that thing where us guys, even gay men, even though you can tell me and Matt, we just like all the emotions come out. We just put it on the table. We put a lot of stuff on the table, but we just put mm-hmm. it on the table. And anything we can do to make this happen is what it's about. Yeah. To your point, for sure. I love my straight brothers. Some of them more than others, because they're really hot. But um, <laughs> I love my straight brothers who can actually stand in a space and say, this is me. This is the wrong yeah. me. This is the real me. There's no bullshit. And be really scary. Or, and not just straight men, but I see it more in straight men. Gay men, I actually feel even more compelled by a gay man who can actually say, okay, the facade is all dropped. This really is me. Because they've had to build so many facades to get through life. Then to peel back the layers of the banana and get to that core is even harder. And I hope that guys that listen to this, especially this podcast, because this one's really good already, start to see that this age thing and who you are, it's only who you define it to be. And the littlest thing, and I know Matt's going to agree with what I'm about to say, and not because we talked about this, but even the smallest thing, oh, I'm getting really old. The moment you utter those words or you think that in your mind, you just did a huge disservice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, your body just took that in and goes, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, well, then this is what I have to start being. hmm Do you see Four, that word?
1: Sure. Yeah, I see that I see that a lot in other people. I see that in myself. I see it, you know, um, there's two things that brought that up. One is that, you know, I recently just went to a wedding last weekend in Dallas to see my cousin and his wife get married. Right, and he's gorgeous, and she is too. They look like Ken and Barbie. He's like yep. this thirty-year-old, young, fit chiropractor. Look, I mean, he looks like a Sean Cody model. Mm-hmm. You don't know what Sean Cody is out there? Google it at work. Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't Google it at work, y'all. <laughs> don't Google, y'all. It. Don't Google no, it at don't, work. Don't, don't, don't Google But he's it beautiful. Work. He's a beautiful man. And it was interesting because it made me feel better in that. Because when I started this January, kind of working out and realized I've been doing Pilates and stuff a lot. And, I'm, and here I am getting back spasm. My initial script in my head that started to run was, damn, I'm getting so old. My body's betraying me. What is happening? And then I realized when I talked to other people and expressed those emotions and didn't hold that in, but actually said that. People said, no you're actually moving your body for the first time and your body's just freaking out a little bit, but give you, your body will support you if you support your body and you work out and same thing. My cousin that got married, hot chiropractor, he, he threw his back out the night before the wedding and that made me feel so good. Not that he did that, but I just thought, see, (laughs) when you're an athlete, like things happen when you're moving your body. And so I try to tell that to older people that are like, Oh, but this hurts. And I'm like, Girl, it all hurts, but it's that. But if you keep working through that pain again, if Mm -hmm. you feel it to heal it, it will help. And then another thing, another thing you mentioned that I thought in that senior men's group that I ran, I remember once one of the men said we were having a great discussion and it kind of was just a pause in the discussion, and which is usually when you and I say something inappropriate at church, you know, when (laughs) everybody's quiet. And so, but this man, we kind of paused and he said, "You know, I feel so grateful to be a gay man." because straight men don't get to do this. They can't just sit and talk like this, or they can't go on a cruise or go do this as a group of just friends. It's so much about, it has to be about watching a sporting event or going hunting or doing these activities. And I really thought that's such a, a, a thing that I would love to change that dynamic in America that, especially my my boy my partner is black so seeing mm-hmm. how black men really don't talk about their emotions and latino yeah, exactly. men like bridging these gaps where these people can just they don't have to get together for a sports game y'all can just get together and just chill out and talk nothing yes. wrong with that
0: so back in july of this year i went to world domination summit, which is not what anybody would think. I think I've talked about this enough on this podcast already, but it is not a BDSM conference. It is like a world domination. How do you show up with adventure and service and community and really give back to the world? And it's a lot of people who want to go dominate the world by doing really good stuff in the world. And I had just launched this podcast And so I decided, and not only did I get to speak at this conference, but I decided I was gonna hold a meetup, which is part of how they do this conference. They can have um, attendee led meetups for anything under the sun. So friends of mine and I, we've done coming out meetups, we've done, you know, how do you have an open relationship meetup, all those sort of things, just to kind of help people understand that sort of stuff. And then we've also done, hey, how do you build a website? So lots of cool stuff. Well, I had one for 40 plus guys. And I positioned it as we're going to just have an open dialogue about whatever is up for you guys as 40 year olds and older things that you struggle with. And we're going to it's going to be a safe space, sacred space, you know, all that sort of stuff we do. I had about 26, 27 guys show up for it. Wow. Right. OK. And, and that's, you know, the conference was about 1500 people or so. But I thought, this is interesting. These guys all showed up. And someone had been to one of my, my one that I did last year, which was about having confidence. And by the end of the time, in one hour's time, most of these guys didn't know each other. When we went around the circle and I said, clean up yourselves. No, I'm kidding. When I said, <laughs> like... when I said, Girl! "What." See, I had to bring some humor in. We were getting a little too serious. Okay, boys, clean up yourselves. Okay, guys, do you get the circle? I hope you guys got that sense of humor. But anyway, I said to them, what's the thing you're most taking away from this experience? Every one of them said, I don't have anything like this that I can do this sort of stuff at home. I don't have a group of guys I can do this with. And I got really choked up. It breaks your heart. It does break your heart because I realized, A, what a lucky guy I am to be able to do this work right out the gate and to see this happen with men and that there's so much that needs to be done now for guys to say, let's break this, let's stop this madness and let guys Come to the table and be literally vulnerable. Let them be broken. Let them be afraid. Let them be scared. Whatever it is they need to bring. Let them be happy for fuck's sake. You know, let them really be happy. Because when we allow men to do that, and I want to get off on this tangent, then there won't be as much bullshit that's going on like what's going in right now in our nation for sure and across the globe is, I think there's a pent up energy of men that are like, I need to be seen and heard in it because I can't be seen and heard. I'm going to do this crappy Crappy, crappy shit that's going on. And I feel very blessed, not that I'm like some messiah, but I feel like very blessed that maybe in some small way this podcast and the conversations we have here will have an impact and make some changes. So I now that so. I've been I all serious so. on this, girl, we got to get this lighting back up. So as you <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring the celebration back. So as you work with guys, or as you've observed, what would you say is something that we could really do to like start helping men be more celebratory in their lives? Because I think, they, that's a, I think that's something they really miss.
1: I think basically, if I think the first thing, if they just want to send their nudes to me, my number is 213-487-5555. <laughs> okay, we will, um, no. we will put that number up on the show notes. <laughs> it's going to be And if you don't know then. what a show
0: note is, that means you go to my website. There'll be a little description about this mm-hmm. podcast, and Matt's number will be there. And there be
1: right go. there. No, I think that the way, I think to kind of encourage men to do this is, it's really, it's it's like the way we encourage feminism that mm-hmm. I really, Emma Watson talked about this a couple of years ago. She gave a speech about how one of the ways we can so encourage feminism is to raise feminist boys and to like break down the male female dynamics that boys have to deal with too. That's why, you know, and so in helping support men, I think it's really important for not only men to talk about this, but to have women support men in talking about what their struggles are and, and giving them a space to go and talk with other men Mm -hmm. to do that because some women are not supportive. Mm -mm. I've seen this. Some women said, oh, he." they call men like he's a pussy or he's a wimp or things like that. And that type of dialogue needs to stop. So if there, I'm sure there are some women. So for any of your women listeners that are listening to this, be an advocate for men. And yes, I know that women are dealing with a lot more BS than men are dealing with, but it's not, we can't do this tit for tat of, well, you're going through this and it's not as bad as what we're going through. So you need to support us right now. No, we need to If I'm a man and I want to support women and if women want to help support women and other men, then guess what? We all win.
0: We all get supported. That's actually what, as you were talking through that, that was, so it's starting to come through was when we do this, we all win. If if men become better at being vulnerable and and sharing their emotions in a healthy manner and and all of that sort of stuff, it helps women because then the field becomes equal. Right now, there's mm-hmm. such a disparity, you know, there, there is no bridge. It's like you, the men are here, the women are here. I mean, yes, there is. There's in the middle, mm-hmm. a lot of us in the middle. But if we were looking at it as a generalized, let's say, there's still this huge disparate, you know, spaces that men do this, women do this. And the more that we bring it into the middle and say, but people do this. Just mm-hmm. People do this. People emote. People have emotions. People share emotions. People are vulnerable. People are open to saying, I need help. And there is no gender tied to it. Suddenly it becomes safe and it becomes okay to just yes, which
1: Yes. And for people out there that are, you know, if you live in a city, you can go to like meetup.com and look Absolutely. at, there are parts of meetup groups. And if you're not in a bigger city, you know, for a lot of the flack it gives, I do love Facebook for that it's groups are wonderful so many of my friends that are moms i mean they find like their mom tribe in Mm -hmm. facebook and i know we've we have podcaster groups have been helpful for us and you have your own group here so even if it's just starting and joining your group this is all clearly a space where men can talk. If, you're li- if you live in Timbuktu yep. um, and you don't have anywhere to, or anyone to talk to, that's a great place to start to build community.
0: Mm-hmm. And, to, and to realize you can have these conversations. And that's why I love the mediums of social media these days, because there are so many opportunities to, A, connect. And to find ways to have conversations without feeling like, oh, my God, I could be attacked. Yeah, sure, you could be attacked on Mm -hmm. social media. But if it's a private group where there's a commonality to it, there's a common thread, there's a camaraderie to it, 95% of the time, you're going to be able to say what you need to say without being attacked. And then that's what we're there for. Because if we are the people who run those groups, we can just whip out our nasty little wands and go, bye-bye, stash it away. We don't need you. bye, kind bye you. bitch.
1: We don't need yeah, you, kind. bye bitch, for sure. So,
0: All right, girls. So we have we have done it once again. We have chatted. We wow. We have changed the world. We have laughed. We have- I'm and surprised you- my clothes are still on. I mean, I am, too. I'm surprised you already got them back on, personally. But anyway- <laughs> Uh, he has been fully clothed the entire time because he is in his professional office today doing this. So, I am, um, I am. He's, he's got to like heal the world and save some people by being the therapist, the fabulous guy that he is. And then he'll probably, you know, leave his office and go do some some crazy LA thing that LA people do. But anyway, I'm, I, yeah, I'm
1: going to do more podcasts. That's what I'm doing. Tonight.
0: Yeah, today is my podcast day. I just, you know, I just become a podcast whore on Wednesdays when we record these. So. It's just like in the door, out the door, in the door, out the door. You and know? the rest
1: of the week, you're just, you cut out the word podcast, but you're still whoring.
0: <laughs> See, I knew we'd get someone to <laughs> wrap it up with just the right, you know, I could just say you a bitch too, girl. And that's just, this <laughs> one. but anyway, so again, 90 Day Gaze is his podcast. He is Matt Marr. I love you. Love you. Love you. We are truly brothers from way different mothers. are. We but, are. We, every time we get together, we just have so much fun and you always bring so much good stuff to the podcast. Even your nasty little quips that make me feel like a hoe, but that's all right, girl. Next time. Thanks one to, to no one, one girl. girl. It does. Yes, it does. So anyway, thanks Matt for being here, buddy. Love Thank you. Miss you, you and love you too. Love that you committed to doing this and helping other guys who are in this your 40s wonderful. realize, Hey, we can be vulnerable. We can be who we are. And all you got to do is dump your excuses, escape your bullshit, and live an unapologetic life. So until next time, guys, we will catch you in just a couple of days again on 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. That's a wrap for 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk where the conversations continue.